It's time for Grim at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Season 5, Episode 18. It's good to the bone. Let's get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Welcome back, Grimsters, to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Hey guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson, here to bring you all the talk, whether we're talking about Adeline, Nick, Nadeline, Eve, Woo Wolf, <laughs> or Werewolf. There's so much to talk about, you guys. You can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show. Actually, not the show, this week. <laughs> I'm spoilers scared. Um, uh, at that, Zach Wilson. My panel tonight. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-Y. And I'm Dylan Chance. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Uh, Yell Teagle, unfortunately, could not join no. us tonight. She's um, we, we, we lent her to HW yes. <laughs> this week, which she's like... She was excited about, and then she got there, I heard, and, like, Meisner's not around. Aww. So she's, what was even the point of this? But she was already gone, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she'll be back next week. Um, all right. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this episode. Uh, one of the most horrifying, like, images Grimm has put on in at least a year. Woof. Uh, some woof from from Woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woof. Oof. Uh, Oof. <laughs> uh, and like we got some some interesting more broad world or for the characters at least yeah. stuff going on which is where I want to start just up top with Nick and Adeline and Eve and Eve or Juliet mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. well Juliet slipping in there it's weird Love rhombus, as our friend Zach would say. Yes, the love rhombus. Well, no, because like there's not. I mean, Meisner isn't around, so he's screwing up the rhombus. But you know, Eve and Juliet can be both sides or separate corners on this rhombus. Or is... Eve doesn't feel anything, but Juliet does. Or you could argue that with Diana back in the picture, Renard is taking up another angle of the rhombus. Mm. So we might be at like a pentagram situation at this Uh point. Gone. Pentagon. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You scared? This is is grim. It's a pentagram. (laughs) Um, Or or you never know. I mean, if Meisner is still interested in Adeline by the end of the season, this could be a septagon. Ooh. Or is it is that right? Is that or is that seven? Anyway, regardless, <laughs> love shape. Yeah, hex. Yes. There's love shapes forming. Um, but yeah, I mean, we started out, and uh, does anyone think it was a little weird that she referred to that Adeline referred to Nick as her lover? Yes. Yeah. Like we out loud. <laughs> lover time. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. I mean, if you got to put a label on it, she he he definitely doesn't feel like I feel like it would be weirder if she was like, yeah, you know, my boyfriend Nick. I don't feel like we're at boyfriend yet, but they are definitely getting down. Yeah, I mean, they share a bed. Yeah. They, they Here's the thing. In terms of relationship stages, they have jumped around wildly. Yeah. They were living together, sharing a bed, before they'd even kissed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, nothing about this relationship is normal. <laughs> wait, that's the classic. Oh, no, wait. They slept together before they, like, went on a date. Right. 
um, or even had like a friendly conversation. So it's like a the whole other thing. Uh, but then they went, then they jumped forward backwards to a, a sharing well, a bed and a baby. I mean, if you qualify the time that Nick took her powers away as a kiss, because they did lock lips in order for him to get his blood in her mouth, then that could have been their first kiss. Mm-hmm. And then it's more traditional, you know, boy meets girl. Boy kisses girl, takes power away. She goes on a mad whirlwind vi- adventure trying to get her powers back. She sleeps with him. <laughs> then, you know, he sleeps with her again. Then, you know, his wife goes crazy. And then, you know, uh, eventually they end up together. Standard affair. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting yelled at because yes. I totally skipped something. Yeah. Um, the quote of the week. <laughs> I was too excited, you guys. There's a lot to unpack. Um, and it's all, it's, I mean, maybe it was just evil that got to me. Because the evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. Mm. Uh, that's uh, Shakespeare. Oh, nice. Uh, from Julius Caesar. How about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it, this was more... To me, this quote is really about... Um, it's all about legacy. And like as like our characters are starting to... Especially Renard starting to decide, like, what good, what evil are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And we're sort of questioning Renard at this point. Like, is he evil now? Because he might be. He might be evil. I don't know if you can qualify him as evil. He's just on the wrong side because it's benefiting him the most. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he's actively going... Uh, I'm gonna kill some people. He's just like, hey, they're offering me things that I want, and, and so I'm and gonna he's do it. Never truly been a good character. He's yeah. always kind of been just whatever side well, seems first, to be. Yeah, first season he was our villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was our buddy. Mm-hmm. And then he was just for like two seasons was like full on good guy, like yeah. on our squad. Like no question about his motives really. Mm-hmm. Um, now. I still think it's going to turn out that he's playing Black Claw because I don't see why he would want to work with them other than becoming like gaining power with as mayor and and now like Diana is in the fold. Right. Um to me it's like because it's been like this like weird process where he's like they approached him he didn't know it was them. They're just like, "Hey, you've got a buddy who's running for mayor." You should do a. You should help him. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna help out my buddy. He's a good guy. He deserves to be mayor. I'll do some ads for him. Buddy gets shot. Uh, well, if we don't, if he doesn't, if he's not there, the only other person running for mayor is this crazy guy, like who's like corrupt and like gonna do all kinds of bad for the city. So either you let him be mayor or you be mayor. Right. And if he doesn't agree with to work with them. It's not like he's gonna he can run without them really, so he's like, well, I'm not gonna just destroy the city of Portland because I don't like you. So, I'll, so he could be thinking, mm-hmm. I'll just become mayor and then get rid of these guys because you know mayors have that kind of ability. Totally, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Um, I banish thee from Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. He being very much a, a self-serving character, to me, it, 
it makes sense that he would join them in that it's it serves him more to be on their side than to fight them because fighting them only brings death and, and disaster yeah. whereas like they're literally giving him everything he's ever wanted power they're giving him his daughter they're giving him a community and a little bit of strange on the side like they're giving him all the stuff <laughs> hey man you got a loan uh to give you some on the side i yeah. guess like run with it you know lo and behold he is all about it there you go boom yeah, yeah nothing yeah, better yeah, going yeah, yeah. well done sir yeah. <laughs> Thanks. uh dylan what do you think um i think the same like i said i don't think he's ever been truly good I think he was always working for his own interests. Um, even whenever he was our good guy buddy, that was because our other good guys were kind of going against the Royals, which he had problems with. And it was always seemed to be, you know, he was on our side because, hey, you're helping me, you know? Friend of a friend kind of a deal. I would I would kind of categorize Renard as like a true neutral. Yeah. Um, like he's like, he's not going to like actively go against anyone. But he's also not. He doesn't seem like he's the type to really go out of his way to help anyone. Right. Nor is he like truly like either chaotic or like really following the letter of the law. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I've got to do this. I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want this. I will go for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd say he slides between. So as soon as guy. as soon as these other guys can't offer him. All the stuff he needs and wants, or it looks like they're going down. He's gonna jump ship. He'll be of back course. on the good guy side. Oh, <laughs> all fine. He'll I, tell them, "I'm sorry, I was only doing it for my daughter." Uh, you know. Yeah. But he didn't know about Diana until last episode. Well, true. But then um, he'll say, "I had no choice. They they were gonna kill me." <laughs> in fact, I don't. I'm kind of curious who knew about Diana because we got that big drop from like or like via eve mm-hmm. in this where she's like she's at her like weird like far away desk um with the big screen mm-hmm. so that everyone can see what she's working on <laughs> um and i like i i like froze the frame on this like each step so like eve is it says like section 21 compromised uh, two dead immediate action required asset x3 mia Eve, and then, like, Eve was like, who is Asset X3? Because she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, also, if you notice, the password was, like, one failed attempt, and then you're locked out. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I mess up my password yeah. all the time. <laughs> that would not be good for me. Um, but the document was, it was, like, massively redacted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a request for directories and indexes that describe something. And it was, it's like you may appear, it like you, it's like been rejected. Like mm-hmm. they wanted, someone wanted information. They didn't, they weren't allowed it. All of that, whatever that was, was all like not allowed to be. And it's like you may appeal to redacted. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Who do I appeal to? Signed redacted with, and then this was the one that like it was like very, which I thought was very interesting just because the way that they did it was at the end like where they're it's saying like who like what branch of I'm assuming this is government what branch this like what letter came back from it was redacted and analysis division so they left like and analysis division so I have what I, the only thing I could think is that it's like. Vessin procurement and analysis division. Right. Division. 
um, or something, something like yeah. that, where it's like that first word like mentions Grimm's or Vesson or Supernatural yeah. or something like that. And so, like, this is the branch of government devoted to all of these weird, grim stuff. Yeah. Men in black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the fringe game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the grim men in black. That's what we're <laughs> yeah. dealing with right now. Here comes the grim and black. Yeah. Grim and black. <laughs> uh, I'm in. I don't watch that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, I mean, that's what lead. That's um, finding that information is, I guess, was that before or after? Eve went to like see uh, Rosalie. I think it was before. Um, I want to say it was. Before. Yeah. No, I want to say it was after. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm gonna go. Sounds with. sounds right. You tell me in the comments below. So it so it was that Eve like finding out that Adeline had not told Nick was like I need to look into something. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that. Diana has been extracted by Black Claw, mm -hmm. which is interesting because she is like a kid now, like it, like a, gr a child who like yeah. is not a baby that like just doesn't remember. Yeah. So like she seems pretty happy with Black Claw. They gave her lots of candy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, it's it's interesting um, that like she didn't seem upset to have been theoretically kidnapped from the resistance. Yeah. I mean, usually, this is going to sound real weird. Usually when you're kidnapping a kid, you treat them like with a lot of civility and you make you make it seem like you're just kind of taking them on a trip or something to that effect. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm assuming that that was the, the treatment that they gave her that like, oh, hey, you know, we took you from the bad men who were keeping you uh, captive and we're going to take you to your mom and your dad. We are your friends, and we're gonna let you be what you are, which is a hexen beast. We're gonna we're gonna let you be who you are, and hopefully, and we're working to making the world that way. So we're the good guys. Come hang out with us, and I think ultimately, and they also fulfilled their promise. So I think that that was the best way to sway her. Yeah, I can see it. Makes sense. I just like how you started that off. <laughs> yeah, I knew <laughs> it was going to sound, sound weird. weird. But here's how you kidnap a child. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, Tari. <laughs> I've seen a lot of television, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's totally the, the explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that. Yell were here, she'd, she'd tell you it's all on SVU. <laughs> He's using the SVU experience. Yeah, like uh -oh. Yell does. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I mean, this is all like what leads to that big scene at the end where Adeline gets taken, um, which really like, let's let's go back to Adeline uh, at the top is because she is having she's she's needing some lover time because now she's working again. It's so weird. Um, there was a cute moment like he's teething. Oh, like and it's like you think like oh she's used to this. She's had a kid before. I never really got this far before. <laughs> it's like oh that's Aww. a little weird and dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That but baby was got that taken. when he said already? Was that kind of a like oh already? Like oh I didn't know it happened so soon. Or was it like a already like oh god this baby's gonna grow up just as fast as Diana did? I, I mean it's. Inter sorry, sorry. What were you? No, I was going to say. Saying? I imagine it's probably a combination of both. You know, I mean, I don't super know. fast growing babies. Yeah, mm. it's not unprecedented. Yeah, it's happened. Uh, 
They still haven't explained that. <laughs> what the the, the Diana fact that she's like nine? I imagine that's next. I think we're gonna get that now because okay, okay. like we we only saw her last week yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then this week was Adeline finding like finding her. So I think like what inevitably next week we're gonna see Adeline like wherever they've taken her. And Diane, and, the, and she's like, how are you nine? Well, she's going to be 16 <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> they recast it yeah. like every episode. <laughs> By the end of the season, she's 30. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying it's going to end like uh, that movie Jack, you know. She's going to uh, be like 40 something. Yeah. Like, well, nice. by the end, of, so by the end of the season, Claire Coffey is just playing two roles. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally she's playing her own daughter. <laughs> um, Grim Riders, if you're watching this, I need you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I, th- I imagine Adeline's going to be asking that question, and that's when we'll get an answer. Yeah. And it has to be, like, she also gave birth in, like, six months instead of yeah. nine. So it's all related to whatever magic she did to the baby. Um, baby magic. <laughs> uh, but I, I have to think that there will be some some things with baby Kelly that will be, maybe not like that, because I think the the growth rate is partially just because of the, like all the magic yeah, the, she did the but a grim hexen baby or a grim zauber baby zauber grim mm-hmm. um is on is like unprecedented in yeah. in their in this in this world um at least in these characters experiences uh so different rules will apply like i wasn't here last week but my my theory on why we saw uh, Kelly like staring up and like like laughing when it saw Adeline like do the uh, the Her transformation the transformation phase. I'm pretty sure Kelly saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other reason to cut to the baby's reaction like yeah. that uh, because yes, Grim don't necessarily develop that quickly. But add in the Zauber Beast element where like Ooh. Vessen do see it earlier. Sure. I think that it. He absolutely could see her vote. So he's gonna be mm. like Blade. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like half hunter. Yes. Half monster. That is exactly that would be awesome. what I'm nice. saying. It's a good reference. Yeah. That's Kelly, Grim Hunter. <laughs> Kelly the Zauber Grim. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gonna be like so torn. He's gonna be like old school Grim, where he just goes around cutting people's heads off, but gets to use like Zauber Beast magic while he does it. And yeah. you know what? You know what? Yes. He always wears shades. <laughs> Boom. Man, I'm, I'm solved. Get this. it? Yes, because Adeline's last yeah. name is Shade. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's great. <laughs> uh, His ultimate uh, adversary will have to be trouble, though. She'll have to like always try to hunt him down because he's part monster. But she'll oh, join his team later. Tr- yeah. you know? <laughs> Trouble wouldn't hate Trouble on Kelly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, that would be if we were shipping the two of them. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, anyway, we're way <laughs> off the rails here. Um, I did. I did think it was very interesting. Like, did you guys think when Adeline was saying like trust isn't a natural thing for us? Did you think she was going to tell Nick I about so. the powers? Yeah, yeah. I think she was trying throughout the episode. Like she she broach it, and then you you could see her like withdraw into herself every time. 
Um, I wanted her to tell him though. Like it's 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 gone on long enough to where it's it's almost becoming kind of damaging to mm-hmm. their relationship because he knows, and every time she like starts to get there, you could see the hope in his eyes that she's gonna be honest, and then you could see him just his heart break and be like, I, I just can't, I just can't, you know? Yeah, I mean, because this is Hexen Beast, Adeline, and that's the thing is like when we started these characters getting together, when like when it when it became Nataland, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, she was a human. The Hexen Beast side of her had been taken out. The Hexen Beast is back in full force. Like, she's still, like, getting the swing back. It's like, you know, it's it's not quite riding a bicycle. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a relearning curve. But she's back. Like, that part of her personality is back. And I think that that's going to become her needing to, like, she's going to be trying to defend her love, whether that's for her children or for Nick, in all ways, including violence, eventually. Yeah. As it comes back to full force, like, she will probably get violent as she attempts to prevent Nick from learning, even though he already knows. Yeah. Uh, and she has to know. Like, here's the thing. Rosalie knows. Like, she has to know Rosalie's, like, gonna tell him eventually. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come out. Well, and Eve. Yeah. So. Not to mention Eve. I thought it was cool that Eve could, like, sense Rosalie and Monroe. Oh, that was great. She's so powerful. She's <laughs> like scary. it's not even fair. She's like on a whole not- she's she's almost at Dr. Manhattan level where she just kind of comes in and she's like I'm going to wreck some stuff or I'm going to tell you some information and then be on my way mere mortals and then she runs away. She's very attuned with the Vessen force? <laughs> I mean the she's force. <laughs> the force. She just know like she like we're learning more and more that Hexen Beasts are, like, the most dangerous and prized, like, vest, like types of vests to have on your team. Yeah. Like, the law firm is, like, we're really excited to have you back. Like, it turned out, like, not just because of her lawyer skills, but they're, like, they really wanted a Hexen Beast on team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a good thing to have. It's why uh, HW was so, was, like, set on getting Juliet mm-hmm. and be making her into Eve because it's not... It's not often you have a that powerful of an asset at your disposal. That's why Diana is such a like a commodity. A commodity. Yeah. Like remember how whole seasons were about Diana and stealing her because mm-hmm. Hexen Beast. Apparently, especially like mixed Hexen Beast, whether like human and Hexen or royal and Hexen, like those things are powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, <laughs> we've got some dangerous stuff ahead for, for Adeline. I like how she talked about uh, the baby calming down some of her more, you know, rough clients, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, let me bring the baby to work with me. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. For He's Nick? Like, yeah. He's always running around <laughs> hunting Besson with a baby. Yeah, and then you think of that Rick and Morty detective baby legs. Did you guys? <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. Regular uh, legs. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, it's... Nick does not have a desk job. <laughs> like, Nick, you're at your, You never sit at your desk for more than, like, five minutes before a call comes in that, like, you're like, body, body. And then you leave. Bring your child. Bring your baby to crime scene day. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, we gotta go talk about the vessel of the week speaking of crime yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and bodies 
embodies. Woof. Really horrifying bodies. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got some very gross, gross stuff this week. Some people would say, some people are saying the grossest thing Grimm has done. Yeah. Do you guys think so? Uh, yeah, it was pretty nasty. I even thought I was eating while I was watching, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's... The worst part was just the like the sound editing because like just the, the gross <laughs> the slurping, the, the bone crunching, <laughs> like ah, that was the worst part. It wasn't even seeing all the the like viscera coming through his tube. It was all just like the slurpy, grossy, slappy sounds. Yeah, they did a really good job with the like boneless bodies that they oh, had yeah. like at the crime scenes. And yeah, stuff. I mean it's not it wasn't the, the like the sucking out that was gross. It was like when they cut to the the skinned like corpses on the ground it was just horrifying i mean look what uh, a barbados ulcifrat is a dangerous thing it's true someone <laughs> earlier said the the latin name for it do you have it the what it means in latin it, it meant like bearded bone cruncher or sucker or something <laughs> yeah look it's hard enough to say yeah let alone understand yeah. Barbados Olsefrat. Yep. Yeah, that's that's good as I can do. The Barbosas. The bar- Olsefrats. <laughs> <laughs> Barbacoa? Yeah. I like that. Mm, um, I mean, uh, like, this was a cool, like, it was a cool creature yeah. and stuff. Um, I didn't, like, if I'm honest, I didn't fully understand what was going on in this guy's, like, life. Like, okay, so, like, I get the, the right. basic beats. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs to feed these bone, like whatever the bone nutrients, like the marrow and stuff that he sucks out to yeah. his parents because they can't. Yeah. Um, like the, I, I like, think they were just too old to go out and kill people. Yeah, pretty much. But like, the, it can't. Like, it doesn't seem like it, it seems weird to that. If can they only survive on human marrow? How would they possibly have lived this long, like, only being able to survive on murdered people? Yeah, and, like, where are all these other reports of boneless bodies? Yeah, I mean, yes, there are some, some like, very interesting questions. Like, how many bodies show up in that park that they can sustain themselves? But, like, you could also imagine, since they live in a, in a trailer, that they've been traveling around doing this for a while. So, like, especially in the deserty areas, they'll probably find someone that whose body will never be found because they, they, they find someone who's dying, starving to death or whatever, and then they just drop them off a cliff or, or run them over and then be on their merry way and no one ever knows. Or maybe they do it to large animals, too. They just didn't show it in this episode. Yeah. Like, maybe that could be... I imagine you could, if you can do it to a human, you could probably do it to a large animal. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't... Like, they sell beef bones... Like, at the supermarket. Yeah. Um, you need the guts, too, though. Yeah, it needs to be baby-birded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, you can buy, like, the, at least, like, uh, I know places where you can go buy, like, a cow leg. Like, right. you can buy any chunk of beef, mm-hmm. like, intact that you need. Um, it, it seems, like, this guy who didn't want to kill people. And, like, that seemed very interesting that he was, like, he was forced to do this for his parents. Is it that, like, they can only 
at their age they need the extra they need they need to be human um i just i wish i'd gotten more yeah, of like I the why mm. he needed to do this because he hated it so much yeah um i needed a little more okay from him yeah i mean i i, I get that i think i would i rationalized it in my mind that since they were old they were essentially just like they needed so much replenishing because the the man like the old man was on a, a like a oxygen tank and stuff like that so i think there's a chance because like scavengers like vultures and things like that typically if they eat a, a whole carcass uh then they're they're sustained for a long time but i think since they were older they were just burning through it just just living yeah maybe maybe people just are more efficient yeah. And he can feed both his mom, dad, and himself with a person versus maybe an animal only would do himself or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I want to know, yeah. if, like, if, if he's going to have to murder these people, not to mention that he's murdering them and then, like, leaving them around for mm-hmm. people to find. Like, yeah. he's not even trying to hide the bodies. Um, I need to know more about, like, exactly why is he doing this. Like, yeah. this guy who doesn't want to kill people, what's behind it? Right. Um but like beside like that aside, like it was creepy. Yes. It was next level creepy. Not to mention when his parents ate him. Ah, uh, that was the worst. He wouldn't want it to go to waste. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. Ugh. Come on. They ate him. Yeah. Uh I think that to me was Same the, the roughest part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was creepy. The I mean for me the roughest part, like I, the the idea of getting run over is like one of my worst fears. Oh really? In like terms of like ways to die, I'm like that would have to be one of the most horrible yeah. ways to go. Like crushed, but not like your head crushed. Mm-hmm. Like crushed, and then like your body is just flattened. Yeah, and then reversed over you again. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the worst. Ugh. Um, but yeah, you just kept saying. Did you catch the? Uh... Nick, like, CSI Miami moment where I just wanted him to put his shades on because he looked down and he said, oh, that guy's boned. And I was just waiting, <laughs> waiting for the shades to come up and the music to keep him. That's great. He should, they should make that a new thing now with that. Nick. <laughs> oh, great. man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just, just he has, sh- he, ha- he has, well, because he's dating a shade. He's yeah. like, I gotta wear the shade. Well, just like, remember when he was back in the day and he used to wear shades all the time to make sure people didn't know he was a groom? He's got That's true. For that little amount of time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were, like, figured out that that was a thing and yeah. then they just stopped doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get into some of the other uh, aspects of uh, this episode that we have left, including a werewoo. Uh, I just want to take a quick moment to uh, thank uh, all the fans for tuning in and joining us. Uh, all of you guys in the live chat, I especially love you this week because I know there's some other big TV event going on <laughs> that we're just not talking about. We're not talking about, don't talk about you guys. It. Yeah, please don't. Um, but so, like, the fact that there's, like, around, like, 45, 50 people in here, uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. Um, yeah. Every, yeah. And uh, we also want to uh, shout, uh, shout out everybody who's... Uh, Tuning, leaving us comments and reviews on iTunes. Because um, it's a big way that you can help out the show because you can leave a review and that way other people can find it when they go to search for a podcast and they can help other fans find it. It helps raise our visibility in, as not just as this podcast but as a whole network. So we, mm-hmm. we especially love you guys who can go onto iTunes and hit us with a, with a review. Um, number one Def Lep fan 
says, a must listen for any Grimm fan. Love, love, love this podcast. Yell is hilarious. She makes me snort at least <laughs> once per listen. Great chemistry with this team. Best of the after show family of podcasts. Nice. Thank you, number one Def Lep fan. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get back into it. Uh, okay. Uh, woo, you guys. Woo is a Vessin. It's official, sort of. Sort yeah, of. most semi Vessin. Um, hey. I don't know what we could call him. He looks blue bot ish. Yeah. Um, Dylan, what do you think? That's what. Weren't they blue bots that get a little crazy yeah. when they talked about it before? So that's what it is. Like. It's a lycanthrope. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, but, like, so this is the interesting thing for Wu, because, like, I'm very curious to see where... Because it's been about a month since he got scratched. You think... So it could have been... They never showed us a moon in mm-hmm. this episode, so it could be in, like, full moon phase. Like, it could have been, like, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe but, it's getting close, so it's, like, you're getting little yeah bits so, and pieces until the full moon, and then it goes full on. Yeah. Um, the question is, is he going to be a... Is he? Is it gonna be like a werewolf? Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, werewolf. Yeah, I like werewolf. <laughs> like with a U instead of <laughs> yeah. an O. Um, is it gonna be like that, or is he going to just become a Vessin? Like, is see. he gonna be able to vogue and like have like extra strength and like sense heightened senses that a blue bot has, or is he? A, uh, is he actually just a werewolf? Now? I think he's just going to be a werewolf, and they're going to have to try and find a cure and do whatever. Yeah. They're going to tap him with that stick, <laughs> the magic stick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Fitty. Uh, got um, him. I mean, I'm hoping that he becomes a full time uh, like Vessin, because we haven't seen someone go from being human to Vessin, and I think that that would be an interesting turn, especially since. With the way that he was introduced into the Vessen world, having thought he was insane for thinking Vessen were true, and then now for him to become one, I think would be a really interesting step for his character. And also, it just feeds into my my previous theory that I think the world of Vessen and humans are 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 intersecting in ways that we haven't that one haven't happened in this story's history, but also that we haven't seen yet, which will make everyone's beliefs really muddy, and it will be great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we keep building more and more towards like the the human world and the Vessen world crashing mm-hmm. together by the like, and I, I think by the end of the season, like they will have crashed together. Yeah. And, and like, so for Wu, it's a more intimate uh, issue where he isn't he's he's part Vessen now, regardless. Like, you think Monroe Monroe? Oh, I didn't think about this. I was going to say, don't you think Monroe would be able to smell it? But in this episode, when they were in the same area, he had his nose clipped mm. because he was yeah. wearing that same thing. Because Monroe oh, would be able good. to smear, uh, smell the werewolf, right? Because yeah. the last time he was like, whoa, that's pungent. Like, oh, oh. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about um, that. That was a good way for them to not have that little, like, yeah. they're like, oh, crap, he's totally going to be on this. <laughs> um, what if what if the way that they lure him out is... <laughs> it's a really bad scene. So he has his nose clipped. Uh, I wonder if it was built that way. That'd be very interesting. Because hmm. yeah. um, it does it does cleanly cover up that issue. Because um, now that he's... We've seen him Vogue. Like, Vogue. Like, he's out there. Like, yeah. chasing dogs. Um, but, uh, but he doesn't remember as opposed to a normal Vessen where 
it's just part like it's just part of who they are. Yeah. Um, so I'm very interested to see where they go with that. Um, so uh, last thing we got to talk about uh, really before we uh, before we get into predictions and all that is Hank. Yeah, <laughs> Hank and his lady friend. Um, what do you guys think of uh, her return? Um, I thought it was. I think what stood out to me the most is how much she was really like going for it, and Hank was having none of it. He, she was like, "Hey, so why don't we uh, get together?" And he's like, "That sounds cool, I guess." Oh yeah, you want to go out? I don't think so. Until she like really like pursued him. Uh, I thought that was great. I like that Hank had uh, the upper hand in that whole situation. Um, I I didn't remember her. I didn't remember her from before. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, who, who is this again? <laughs> I forgot about this side didn't story. Didn't you watch the last week, in pre- last week preview? <laughs> no, I missed it, so I forgot. I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> um, what I season mean, was that? That was last season, I think. Was it? Maybe two seasons ago. It's actually, I actually don't remember. Yeah. Seems um, like it it's a been a, it's like, been yeah. a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was last season. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since his, like, Jaguar love interest. Yeah. Uh, but I'm ex- I'm excited to see where that goes. Like Hank's been like without a love interest for a long time. Yeah, it's like him and Wu are like, man, Nick's getting like <laughs> all this play. It's true. And his last love interest is now with Nick. Hank's. Yeah. Well, she was his love. Like, um, uh, was it Zuri? Um, was was his love interest last season? Well, but then she was like, I can't date a care site. Right. <laughs> Um, I also love that we're getting a, a, a interspecies uh, relationship, or I guess another, another. one. Yeah. All of our relationships in this show are interspecies. It's true. The only one that's not was Renard and Adeline. It's true. Mm-hmm. They were the only time that any of our main characters dated anyone that was not like the same type. Oh, a lot of people think that Zuri is working for Black Claw, and they're trying to get closer to Nick through... Hank. Oh, Hank. Mm. Hank, no. <laughs> um, it is convenient timing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's fair. Yeah. And uh, her brother is nowhere to be seen. He seems like the type that would join Black Claw. Didn't she say that he was off at college? I'm sure that's what she said. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to trust her. I'm going to trust her. Personally. I choose to trust her. For now. <laughs> yes, thank you, Grimadic. It is a, uh, I apologize for this. <laughs> Here we go. A Jaguarte. 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 Nope, I'm so, so far from what it is. It's not even funny. Like, the only thing that could have been worse than, like, my attempts at German are my attempts at... Uh, Latin-based languages. Latin, well, Latin-based like um, uh, Brazilian like <laughs> words, uh, which is like not like Portuguese, yeah. not even Spanish, but Portuguese. Mm. Oh boy, um, <laughs> woof. But yeah, um, so uh, this was uh, that was interesting. Just to go back a step to Wu, uh, Grimaniac, uh always in the chat. Grimaniac points out that it wasn't, it didn't have the same sort of ripple effect that we get from it, it didn't have the same effect that, that we get from a normal Voga mm-hmm. right 
uh, from people. So I wonder if that is going to color the difference. But it also is like first time. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. We haven't seen. We know uh, from at least from the uh, uh, Peter Pan episode that like there is definitely a Vesson puberty that they go through. Um, and so like Wu is in the midst of Vesson puberty where, you know, he wakes up and his bones ache and, you know, his body isn't behaving the way he wants it to and all that stuff. So like, I think once he gets in the groove, like he'll be able to Vogue normally, but right now we're places he's not used to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I do. Well, um, should we, uh, should we start getting into, uh, some prediction? Yeah. Do that, and then we're gonna have some news and gossip afterwards. Cause there's some big news this week, guys. So stick with us. Um, well, I think Jon Snow is totally gonna. No, you <laughs> shut your mouth, sir. I know you. There's no possible way that you could have seen it because we've been in the studio since it started airing. I'm on Twitter. Like but nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm getting corrected in the chat. Uh-oh. It's like Yaguarate. Oh, okay. Yaguarate. Ooh. See, I'm better. Yeah, I'm better. I can. I just need Learning. help. Exactly. It's on the spot. I didn't have any time to practice. <laughs> um, anyway, so okay, so next week is the episode is literally called. I thought you were joking, nope. but I double check the taming of the woo. Oh, that's yeah. like the best episode title I've ever seen. <laughs> I cannot believe that they're calling it that, but I'm so excited. <laughs> The, the only way it could have been better is if they just straight up called it Woo's Clues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's on a board it, in their office somewhere. They're like, we're going to need this. One, one day. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we're, it's going to be, Woo's going to go full out and, like, maybe not be able to, like, if it's during the, the full moon lunar cycle, like, maybe he's just full, like, werewolf, like, uncontrolled werewolf for several days. Yeah. Or nights. Like, he's going to just be out every night, like, running through the woods. Like, maybe even killing people. Dang. Mm. He would have killed that dog if he, if he hadn't hit his head. Mm-hmm. It's true. One dead dog. What do you guys think? What are we looking up forward to? Third day, naked in the woods, covered in blood. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it has, it has to get to the point where he just goes full werewolf and, yeah and the, the you know the gang has to deal with it it's yeah. an interesting way to take it like we still have this threat from the writers from like before the season started that one one of our main original characters wasn't going to make it out of the year Ooh. Mm, um, i don't that. know if they like decided to not do that at this point uh because we're getting close and like i thought it was supposed to be by mid-season yeah um so are you are you by saying that are you implying that they might have to old yeller him and that, like, he's going to be too wild and they're going to have to I don't know. It worries me. It worries me. Um, I'm hoping that it makes it makes it so Wu and Monroe, because we don't get a lot of Wu-Monroe time. I'm hoping that they form this, like, apprenticeship where Monroe teaches him the ins and outs <laughs> of being a Vessin. That would be amazing. Yeah. And he's, like, staying on the couch at Monroe. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> They're like, this is what it's going to be like to have a kid, you know? And their training kid is woo. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, my God. I want to watch that so yeah. bad. Um, but it looks like we're going to get a lot of Diana and Adeline and Renard next week. Yeah. Or at least that's what they're showing us. 
it could be like we get like 10 minutes of it yeah um but i think that's going to be the big thing and i think diana it like we're going to get like we're going to get a lot more of diana's backstory to this point and how exactly she's nine years old um and what and what she's been up to like what her powers are like what like what does she mean to black claw how is black claw going to use her or is it simply just to control adeline and renard yeah um i still stand by my prediction from earlier that renard will be uh ultimately good um ultimately he will be against black claw by the end of the season Hmm. okay all right any other predictions from you guys uh, uh, I think that Adeline is going to, I think Adeline is going to be the double agent that we talked about before, where she's going to try to, uh, this will be the way that she kind of, uh, opens up to Nick and tells him about her powers because now it, it's an imperative because they're trying to use her. Um, and I still think that she's going to be the one to go based on the idea that someone from the very beginning is going to ha- is going to die. It's still think it's going to be her. We like her just a little too much. That's true. And it would be, especially if she's getting dangerous because of Hex and Beast coming back, it would be the most tragic arc, like in a good way, where like, a good way story-wise, to be clear, but like there's a great story in she was evil, she purged that part of herself, became good, and then the evil started returning, and she knew, and she would know like, I'm not going to be able to control this. Yeah. If I don't stop myself, I will turn on the people I love. And so she must sacrifice herself for Nick, for Kelly, for Diana. Yeah. Have you guys noticed a little more it's, every episode? There's a little bit more Juliet sneaking back in. Yes. Um, so I'm, do you I'm starting th- to think that at some point she's going to like jump Nick and be like, hey, I'm back. That's what Rosalie <laughs> sort of hints at. That's what Rosalie hints at. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that Juliet is coming back through Eve? She cares about Nick. Yeah, I mean, there's some, it shows that she's at least somewhat still has all those feelings or memories or whatever it is that's yeah. causing her to be protective of him. Yeah. Um, and almost jealous or envious of um, Adeline there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that she... I don't think Julia is coming back. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think she's always going to be changed, but... But I think Eve may be developing feelings mm-hmm. for Nick. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, whether it's because of memories or because of what she sees in him now. She's... She's... she's like, look, there's... Juliet was in love with Nick. All those memories mm-hmm. of all the good times they spent together are still up there in Eve's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can only have those memories for so long before you're like, that would be nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I'm still on the the Natalin ship, which is rare for me. Like the fact that I, the fact that I have chosen to ship a blonde instead of a redhead, oh, never happened before. Shit. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, with, so with that, before we have to get out of here, let's hit that news and gossip button. After Buzz TV News. Yeah. All right, guys. So 
potentially unfortunate news, yeah. it looks like. Um, NBC made an announcement that next season of Grimm, so far, has only been picked up for 13 episodes instead of the regular 22 or 23. Mm. Um, so to clarify what that means for everybody who doesn't uh, know that much about uh, how, the how the the television scheduling works and all that, basically what they're saying is it's not necessarily only going to be 13 episodes. It may actually still get a full 22 mm -hmm. episode order, but they're saying for now, they're only giving Grimm 13. And there could be a number of reasons for that. It could be budgetary. Um, more likely, it's because of scheduling. And NBC has not announced all of their fall pickups in terms of pilots yet. Yeah. Um, so they may be waiting until they see what they've got on the spring and fall schedule lineups right. like well we've got these shows so like we we have we do too many shows for not enough spots so we have to shrink Grimm's order right um what that the other part of what that could mean is if they do lock it at 13 episodes that could just historically it would infer that that could be season six could be our final season right interesting um if that is going to be the case I would personally rather they make the call. Yes. And tell so the writers. So the writers tell the writers. Right. Tell yeah. the writers like I don't like as a fan I don't need to know. But tell the writers like sure. you're going to end here. Plan for it and they give them 13 episodes yeah. to close out this awesome show yeah. in a great way right. as opposed to making them wait to find out. So right. just make a call before they get in the room. Yeah. That's all I ask from NBC. Um any last thoughts guys before we get out of here? No, no. sir. All right. Well, that's Wrap it out, you guys. Um, thank you so much for every to everyone again once for joining us. Uh, this has been a fun show. Uh, yell, as we said, we'll be back next week to uh, yell at me for mispronouncing things and um, make everything we say twenty percent dirtier. Yes. Yeah. Um, minimum twenty percent. Minimum. Uh, <laughs> so until next week, guys, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at that Zach Wilson. Uh, you can also find me here at Afterbuzz on a whole bunch of shows, uh, Agents of Shield on Tuesday nights and Archer on Thursdays. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T A U R I J A Y. Also on the Flash and Arrow. And I'm Dylan Chance. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. That's D-I-L-L-O-N-C-H-A-N-C-E. All right, guys. We have been the Grim After Show. And thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.